welcome to the PLMR podcast. I'm Neve Mercer, a Senior Account Manager at PLMR, and this week it's Mental Health Awareness Week. This offers us an important chance to talk, reflect and educate ourselves on mental health and what we can do to look after our well-being. To talk about this important topic with me today is Pauline Hughes. Pauline is joining us to discuss mental health with a particular focus on mental well-being at work. Very excited to have Pauline with us. She's an executive coach with a track record in creating winning teams, enhancing leadership effectiveness and helping individuals flourish. And over the past year, PLMR has been delighted to take part in some of Pauline's workshops on building resilience and the importance of a positive mindset. Um, before we jump into the questions, it would be great if you could just tell us a little bit about you, your background and the work that you do. Yeah, well, hi, everybody. It's a real pleasure to be here. And um, yeah, to introduce myself, my name is Pauline Hughes. I'm an executive coach accredited with the International Coach Federation. And I work with lots of groups and teams and individuals across lots of different industries, it, usually people leaders and teams in high pressure roles to help them to deal with stress and to adapt to change and to be more resilient and perform better. And prior to becoming a coach, I was a communications director. So I've experienced plenty of challenges myself in work. And I think mm -hmm. that's really vital when you're coming to, to help people to have that experience for yourself. Sure. Um, so I think obviously over the last year, so many people will have maybe changed roles or had to um, move into a new industry with um, COVID and lots of things being closed for the last year. So I think there'll be plenty of people out there who have either had to start a new job or will be joining a whole maybe new industry and sometimes, you know, remotely. So I, I wonder what sort of top tips you'd have for managing the stresses of starting a new job or just kind of settling into a new job. Yeah, I think that you're absolutely right. It's been a really tough time for lots of people and we can't deny that. So mm -hmm. I think that we've got to have a little bit of self-compassion first for where we are and the, the trauma really that everybody's mm -hmm. been through over the last year. But I think to a degree stress is in the eye of the beholder and there's some really interesting research that was done by a psychologist called Kelly McGonigal and she showed that people who view stress as toxic have far more negative health consequences than those who see it as a really Really normal part of life. So I think realizing that is the first step, or maybe reframing how we think mm -hmm. about stress. So lots of people I meet, I say, how's work? And their instant response is, oh, it's so stressful. And I think this has become kind of common parlance. Mm -hmm. So maybe we should try to unpick that a little bit and try and think about what, why that is. Is it just a script, a story we tell ourselves? Or is the stress actually helping us to feel energized and challenged? Because it can help us to grow and it's really useful to see that rather than to try to avoid it. Right. So, but that said, you know, the feeling that we can't cope with, with the stress our job brings or with an overwhelming new job, it can lead to burnout and, and really negative consequences. It's not a great place to be. Mm -hmm. And lots of us have been in survival mode for a long time now. So we're really energy sapped. So I think self-compassion is key. And then there are lots of things that we can do to keep our stress levels manageable. So in terms of top tips, you asked, one yeah. of the really practical suggestions I would say is to start to look at your daily routine 
because I think that there's a tendency, particularly in really fast paced jobs, to just flatline our way throughout the day. We want to go at full tilt the whole time and we think, oh, I'll relax when it comes to my next holiday. And you can feel that also when you're starting a new role. You want to impress and do a great job. But, you know, we're, we're like cars in a way. We can't expect to fill up our tanks with petrol once and the car drives forever. And we're the same. We need to refuel all the way along our day. So we need a regular stress rest pattern. So I talk to lots of clients about consciously designing our routine for how we are now and having a recharge toolkit. So how do you plug in in the morning to work? You know, it's not a great idea to still be in bed um, in the morning replying to emails to clients you know you, I think you need to transition into your day in a better way than that because you're already giving yourself a stress response before you even get out of bed and then how do we recharge ourselves throughout the day you know are we taking regular breaks are we stretching are we exercising are we getting outside these things are even more important now when most people are still working at home because mm. lots of people said to me I just feel guilty about having lunch or taking a break they feel more guilty than they do when they're in the office and they're having chat with colleagues sure. um, it's a really odd thing and then how do we wind down from work so when do we switch off our emails is there a clear delineation between home and work at the end of the day I think that's really important as well so routines mm -hmm. would be my, my first thing and then thinking about what you can control is a really important thing I think stress comes when we think we can't control things we feel that we don't have any agency over what's happening to us so I, I talk to people about thinking of our worries, thinking about the situation and trying to figure out what elements are within my control and what elements are outside my control. And if things are truly outside your control, dump them because you're using valuable energy over things you can do nothing about. And that gives you a sense that, you know, actually you can take some responsibility here. And then another thing, just in, in terms of top tips, is to start to really reach out and connect to other people because we're, we're hardwired as humans to do that, to connect mm -hmm. with other people. And all the studies of the people who live longest in the world illustrate the power of community. And it's been tough over the last year because we're not able to see people as much as we want to. So how do we do that? How can we reincorporate that back into our lives now that things are getting a little bit easier? And the other thing about this, what's really interesting is that helping others has huge benefits to us when we're feeling under stress. So what opportunities might we have to be kind to other people? Because if we're able to do that, we will essentially be able to deal with life's challenges more effectively. And studies have also shown that regularly helping others practically eliminates the negative aspects of stress. So it's changing our biology in a way. So I think that's really important. Yeah, absolutely. So many sort of interesting points you raised there. One thing I'd just like to, I guess, briefly pick up from, from that is, what do you have any sort of advice for maybe trying to find that line between okay this is the good stress that challenges me and then this is the bad stress that might lead to you know burnout and all that type of thing do you think that's more perception than anything else I think perception is really important here because we all have different levels of challenge that we need right. and um you know if you're a manager thinking about how you can challenge your team some will just essentially be able to take on more useful 
opportunities and challenges than others and mm -hmm. it's about getting to know that about our teams and about us as individuals and trying to observe what happens to us when we encounter difficult situations and my difficulty might be different to your difficulty as well so yeah. there's so many individual differences here but I think there's a bit of a circular effect that goes on in our it's our thoughts lead to our feelings which lead to our behaviors and that keeps going round. Mm -hmm. so we need to observe all of those things and start to maybe extrapolate then what is it that's driving us to feel this way and often sometimes when we start to observe our behavior we can start to recognize actually we might think we feel stressed because our heart's beating faster and you know we can sort of feel that blood pumping and feel quite oh. nervous but it might be the butterflies so the stress response and the excited response really elicit quite the same <laughs> physiological behavior so it's about noticing which is the stress that's actually going to get you to move and energize you and motivate you and when is it just something that is so ongoing that it's becoming chronic stress which okay. can then lead to burnout and anxiety and depression and really it's not where any of us want to be no absolutely not um and I thought that was in you know interesting about how you know managers can can recognize what their levels of their teams are and really kind of, I guess, while we've all been working from home, I think something that a lot in like my team we've discussed is certainly about being that communication point we need to, you know, it's not as easy as just sitting next to each other and seeing how everyone's feeling. We really have to go out of our way to communicate that and what the workload is and what the stress levels are. Um, so I, I wondered if you had any other sort of advice for how managers or employers can help to support their staff and their mental well-being. Yeah, absolutely. It's been really tough for managers because you, you're not with your people anymore. So you, your emotional antennae has to be much more tuned in than ever before. And you've got to work harder at the same time dealing with your own stress. So right. I think first off, I would say leaders really need to make sure they're looking after themselves. It's like fitting your oxygen mask first so you can then be empathetic to other people. And it's been a real test for leadership over the last year. But in terms of what leaders can do, I guess the first thing is that people need to know their managers really genuinely care about them. So if you're a manager, you can ask yourself how much you know about how individuals are feeling right now. Maybe they're worried about returning to the office. And if you don't know, you should make it your business to find out without distractions. So then you can start to offer individual support to people. Um, and otherwise, maybe showing hope. I think building confidence in people right now, I think we're all feeling a little bit fragile. Maybe people will be, especially if they're in new roles, trying to work out, you know, are they able to do the job? And, mm. and maybe confidence has been knocked. So it's a really urgent time for leaders to model hope and optimism and try and help people to make sense of where they are. So dialing up that support and encouragement and uh, helping people to gain perspective and, and feel comfortable with the discomfort that we're all likely to be in right now. Another thing leaders can do is to communicate their own challenges, because I think it's really vital that people are able to actually admit that they're struggling and admit their worries and fears and if you have a manager who seems to be quite bulletproof it's going to be harder to do that because they're not really role modeling their own vulnerabilities so if we are able to talk to people about our own challenges as leaders we'll encourage people to open up more and make them feel safe it's it's more of an we're all in this together mentality and I think that's what we need
need right now. Yeah, absolutely. I'd, I'd completely agree with that. That's all of that's really interesting in sort of top tips of things we can do. But I'd be interested to hear if there's anything that you would recommend people avoid doing to avoid maybe falling into a trap of um, being bogged down with the stress or any patterns in behaviour, which you think could be, um, you know, not as conducive to having that really clear and positive mindset. Yeah, there are definite pitfalls. And I think when we're really busy and high pressure jobs, we can fall into them really easily. So I think in terms of positively building in habits that form your scaffolding through life. Mm. So things that really buffer you from stress. So the opposite of doing that are things like um, just not taking any exercise, eating badly, um, not drinking any water throughout the day, folks, you know, depending on caffeine too much and then just becoming quite overwhelmed with the stuff of work rather than prioritizing so um you know all these things that really aren't that important that we we start to fret and worry around and being really distracted by everything that life throws at us and Mm. I think you know in the last year when we've been disconnected from people as well that's taken its toll on our mental health so we haven't been able to find ways to reach out to people and uh, I think there there are positive ways of, of working around all of these things you know how can we decide what our priorities are for the day every day and how can we make sure that we are getting ourselves refueled in the right way and focusing on nutrition and it's it's fine to you know have an off day and not be too hard on ourselves not be perfectionist about this but it's scaffolding that takes you through life so as long as you have a plan and you're sort of consciously aware of this then you're you're building that foundation for life and I think having time to have fun as well and bring some joy into your day is really important it's very important to us as humans in terms of our positive psychology to savor good experiences and to really absorb those emotions that we have as well and sometimes we're so busy that we forget to do that we're not celebrating success and progress and and looking at the small wins that we have and I think that's maybe easier as a team to do when we're in an office together so how do we continue to do this when we're not together I think maybe we've forgotten that somehow over the last while or certainly at the beginning of lockdown the last time people were all full of great ideas to um, celebrate celebrate together and have fun and I think that's dwindled a little bit so how do we bring that back in again yeah absolutely and I think you know maybe in some industries more than others as well obviously like an industry like communications is so fast-paced sometimes you have to stop and kind of tell yourself to remember to celebrate those little wins because they might come in between back-to-back meetings and to really take that time to you know congratulate your team or just like you say yes celebrate all of those wins that happen because I think especially from home for people who are living alone as well it might not you might not really take the time to remind yourself of all the great things that are happening amongst the sort of other deadlines or pressures that are there. Yes, absolutely. And I think that that's a really good point about people who are at home and alone, etc. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we really need to to start noticing what's going on for other people as well. It's going to make us happier and it's going to hopefully make them happier too. This is the time to do that. We've all got to get through this together. So to find a way to reach out is really, really important. Absolutely. Um, so is there anywhere, is there any sort of 
materials or resources that you could recommend for people who might want to look into this a bit further or just things that they can do to help them really get to that positive mindset as much as possible? Yeah, there are a few things. So if people are interested in podcasts, I've got a couple that are quite interesting right now. So one is called Feel Better, Live More. And this is by a doctor who people might recognize is Dr. Rangan Chatterjee. And he interviews lots of really interesting people about just how you can live your life in a better way and prevent ill health, whether it's mental health or physical health. And uh, he, he often picks up on stress and how to handle it. So I think that's a really interesting one. There's another one, I think that particularly when we are perfectionists or we're in jobs where there's a lot of pressure, we don't want to fail. We don't really have a growth mindset because we're just trying to be perfect the whole time. And that has hugely adverse effects. So there's a podcast called How to Fail by Elizabeth Day. And she she interviews lots of people in the public eye and they all talk about their three top failures and how it's helped them to grow as a person. I think that's really important. Mm -hmm. um, there's a book called The Chimp Paradox. Lots of people might know about by uh, Dr. Steve Peters. Great on how you handle your thoughts and emotionally regulate. So I think uh, that might be interesting to people. And I mentioned Kelly McGonigal. She's got a TED talk called How to Make Stress Your Friend, which uh, gives her research um, which I mentioned earlier. And don't forget that if people are really feeling exceptionally bad and starting to feel chronic stress and anxiety and depression, there are lots of resources out there and organizations that can help. Mind is one in particular. They've got lots of resources on their website and they can signpost people to other areas to help as well. Fantastic. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Speaking from experience, for having to go into some of the workshops that you've done with us at PLMR, they really are fantastic. And I really do recommend that any other organisations interested in doing that kind of thing for their staff to take a look. Would you be able to let people know how they can find out more about you and the work that you do? Yes, absolutely. So people can check out my website, which is www.paulinehughes.com. And they can find out more about the workshops and the services that they offer. And don't be afraid to drop me a line via the website. And let's just have a chat about how I might be able to help you. I work with lots of individuals as well as groups and teams. So I run workshops, but I also do lots of one-to-one -one coaching too. So I'd love to, to talk to people and, and to also get some feedback on some of the issues that I've raised here. And I'd love to have other people's ideas on how they handle stress. Thank you. All right, great. Well, thank you very much, Pauline. I'm sure we'll speak soon. Thank you, Neve. It's been a pleasure. Mm -hmm.